you all. Ten days ago, Jesus ascended into heaven. Ten days ago, Jesus told his disciples to stay in Jerusalem. Ten days ago, Jesus said, when you stay in Jerusalem, the time will come that you will be clothed with power from on high. Ten days ago. That is, if we lived in Jerusalem at that time. Today, today is ten days later than Jesus ascending. Today is a festival. A festival in Jerusalem, a festival of significance. We need to know about that as we celebrate this day. In Hebrew, the festival was known as Shavat. In Greek, it was known as Pentecost. It meant 50 days. 50 days after Passover. 50 days after the Passover, remember that Jesus celebrated with his disciples in that upper room. 50 days after that Passover where Jesus covenant and issued a new covenant with us through his body 50 days after that Passover. festival that takes place, this Shabbat, sacrifices giving. As I was saying, at this festival that takes place, there are sacrifices that are made. There are sacrifices for sin. There are sacrifices for fellowship. The scrolls of Ezekiel and the scroll of Exodus are read. In Ezekiel, the passages are read where God appears to Ezekiel in wind and in fire. And in Exodus, it is the reading of the law, the giving of the law on Mount Sinai when God gave that law to Moses where there was smoke and thunder, lightning and fire that took place. And the disciples, being good Jews, would have gone to the temple that day to celebrate this festival of Pentecost. And we know that they were there because we saw over 3,000 people gathered with them. They wouldn't really fit into a house. Often the temple was referred to just as the house many times, the house of God, of Yahweh. We see then as that happens in that morning, we see a great and mighty wind and the appearance of tongues of fire on the disciples, and they begin to speak in different languages. I say that because you need to know what the rabbis taught about the giving of the law. The rabbis taught that the law was given to Moses at 9 o'clock. It's not my day. At 9 o'clock in the morning, the time that Peter said, hey, they're not drunk, it's only 9 o'clock in the morning. You also need to understand that the rabbis taught that when God gave the law to Moses on Mount Sinai, that the people in hearing that down on the ground heard more than 70 languages being spoken. The rabbis interpreted this as the law was for all people, given to all people. And so we see at this festival of Pentecost similar events, the mighty wind and the fire, and it rests on the disciples, and they are truly now clothed with power from on high, and they begin to speak in different languages so that all people can hear. They hear about Jesus, and they hear now that as the law was given for all people, so Jesus is now for all people, all nations, all tribes, and all tongues. You know, as I listened to Pastor Mark's sermon last week, and I heard you lay out what it means to be dressed for success, and that it's an hour and a half process, I reflected up at Arcadia on my 15-minute routine to get dressed. 
And I realized I probably wasn't dressing for success up there. That mantra, dressing for success, is something that we understand. How we dress can be an issue because, you know, we really do judge people on first appearances. We judge on how they are dressed. And unfortunately, that's something that we do in the church. And don't try to say it isn't because it's not a new problem. It's an old problem. In fact, James writes about that to us in his epistle when he says these words. My brothers and sisters, believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ, must not show favoritism. Suppose a man comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and fine clothes, and a poor man in filthy old clothes also comes in. If you show special attention to the man wearing fine clothes and say, here's a good seat for you, but you say to the poor man, you stand there or you sit on the floor by my feet, have you not discriminated among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? You see, we do judge people when we see them. We instantly categorize someone. And a lot of times we look at the outward to decide if that's somebody that's worth our time, somebody that we're going to talk to, somebody that's important to us, or someone that we're going to dismiss. You know, when Samuel the prophet was sent to anoint David as king, he had that same problem. Jesse brought before him all the different sons that Jesse had. And Samuel saw those that were big in stature and muscular, and he thought, surely this, this must be the next king that God wants me to find. But the Lord said to Samuel and instructed him in these words, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. You know, we talked about being clothed with power from on high. That fulfillment that takes place today in the day of Pentecost. How important it is for us to know that. But you know, that clothing from on high has nothing to do with our dressing for success. Nothing to do with you or me and how we appear. It totally has to do with a gift that is given to us. Nothing that we have done. It has to do with clothing that is provided for us. And it's not the first time in our history as human people that God has had to supply for us clothing. If you go back to the very book of Genesis, Genesis 3.21 says this, The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. Understand this as we look at that story in Genesis. Adam and Eve sinned, and then when they sinned and ate from that tree of the knowledge of good and evil, their eyes were open, the Scripture says, and they realized that they were naked. And realizing that, realizing, seeing now what they saw, they tried to cover themselves with leaves that they found. But what they had made for themselves was inadequate. It didn't cover them, and God saw that. So realize what God had to do. God had to kill animals in order to give them a skin. He had to shed blood in order to make a covering for them, something that would in fact cover them properly, cover their sin. Imagine that impact on Adam and Eve. Adam had named these animals. They were like pets to them. 
They had a life with them. They lived in harmony with them. And God had to take some of those animals and kill them. And suddenly in that moment, seeing those pets that they loved, they saw the cost of their sin. That it took life and it took the shedding of blood. As we celebrate Pentecost today, as we celebrate being clothed with power from on high, so we are clothed by a robe of righteousness that Christ gives us. But it is not without cost. For the robe that we are covered with that through our baptism and through the Spirit cost a life. It cost Jesus' life on the cross. The shedding of His blood. That robe that we have was bought with the blood of Jesus Christ and we are clothed with that forgiveness and that purity. But here's the problem. So often in our lives, we still try to clothe ourselves with the things that we do in life. We try to put on spiritual success by the, our actions and by our lives. We try to look good in front of people and others so that they see us as spiritually successful. We hide the truth of our own lives and we try to hide our own sin. We do this by passing sin off many times as, oh, a minor hiccup in my life, something that didn't work out. Or we justify our sin by saying, but this is the very thing that finally in my life has fulfilled me, has made me happy. Therefore, it can't be something that is wrong or we think that our best actions and our best attitudes, that those are the things that are going to far outweigh any minor infraction that we might have done in life, and surely God will take the good stuff and overlook the bad stuff. We try to cover ourselves with our self-achievements and our statuses. We try to cover ourselves with prosperity and self-importance. We try to spiritually dress ourselves for success, but it doesn't work. In fact, it reminds me a lot of an old story that was told by Hans Christian Andersen, the story of the emperor's new clothes. An emperor hired two very savvy tailors to make for him a new set of clothes. And so they began to work, and as they worked, you couldn't see anything on the loom, but they said to the emperor, oh, you must understand. This is the finest thread in all the world, only the wisest, the noblest, the truest people can ever see this thread and see the clothing that is being spun. As they finished the clothing, they put it on the emperor. Of course, all of his court wanted to be in the in crowd, wanted to say how wonderful he looked. They wanted to appear smart. They wanted to be wise. They wanted to be important. Everyone thought that, and everyone told the emperor how beautiful this invisible outfit was until the day that he went on a parade throughout his kingdom. And everyone saw it, and everyone knew that to be wise, to be wonderful, they had to say how great it was till one honest little child looked at him and said, he's not wearing anything. You see, whatever we manufacture in our lives, whatever type of spiritual success and clothing we try to put on, it is inadequate. It leaves us naked before God. If we stand in our own righteousness, if we stand in the things that we have manufactured, only lying to ourselves and thinking that anything we can do will ever put us in a right standing before our God. 
the only thing that will is truly receiving that robe, those powerful clothes from on high that we have given to us in our baptism, that come from God Himself, that come from the sacrifice, that gift that we are given that clothes us to stand before our God. Here, those pictures that we see in the book of Revelation that talks about that. Revelation 3, 5. He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot out his name from the book of life. I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. And Revelation 7, 9. After these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude, which no one could number, of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands. Truly, that is the power that we receive from on high, the power of that robe that is given to us by Christ Jesus, our Savior. You know, in our world, we worry how we dress and how people will interpret us and how we look. But Jesus tells us this robe that we receive from his hand, this robe of righteousness, this robe of holiness, this white robe that we get, is never something that we have to worry about. For it is perfected by him alone. That's why Jesus can say in the gospel, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. The clothing from on high that we receive in our baptism gives us everlasting peace knowing that we are forgiven. And there is power in forgiveness. Power to change the world. Power to speak of lives transformed. Power that opens the hearts of people because that forgiveness that we have comes to us by that gift of clothing that we are given by our Savior, Jesus Christ. It covers our sin forever so that we may be people of that forgiveness, forgiven and being forgiven and sharing in that gift that's given to us. It comes to us by the Spirit alone who gives us that power within our lives to live as people of God in the world, to speak of the wonders that Jesus has done for us by clothing us with that power from on high. We are truly, by that robe that Christ has given, people who are dressed for spiritual success, success in witnessing to Christ in all the world, Success in speaking of his gifts to us, of his saving word, serving in his kingdom as his people. We are clothed with power from on high, power that comes from the Spirit of God resting on us, moving in us, living in us, and working through us to be his witnesses to all the world. What a power that is. What a gift of clothing we have received from Christ our Savior. Will you pray with me? Jesus, this clothing that you give us, that you power us from on high through your Spirit, this gift of holiness, this gift of forgiveness that we have received from you, may it ever be the clothes that we put on daily, the clothes that cover our sin. May we never try to posture or make ourselves presentable in your sight on our own apart from what you have given us. But may the power of your forgiveness cover us always, that in our lives and in our speech and wherever we go, 
we may truly be those who bring that everlasting peace to all people everywhere through knowing you, through knowing your sacrifice, through the hope you have given, and through the life that you have blessed us with. All of this we ask as we give you praise and glory forever and ever. Amen.